Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby, I'm Paige, and we're so glad that you're here. We all face problems, both big and small, but having faith shines a whole new light on finding the right solutions. As we sit down each week with some incredible guests, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of the world and to put faith over everything. This episode of A Love Like This is brought to you by Stonebreaker Lawyers. Stonebreaker Lawyers is a Christian law firm specializing in commercial and business law, wills and estate planning, and property contracting. If you're looking to purchase or sell a property, need a contract drafted, or just need a trusted legal advisor that shares similar faith values to you, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Hey friends, welcome back to A Love Like This. Today I sat down with my good pal, Jared Many. The twins and I have known Jared for a couple of years now and only recently have him and I become close friends. Jared runs a production company with his brother Callum, he's a qualified audio engineer and walks a wonderful life alongside Jesus. Today's episode is centered on leaning into God as well as finding contentment in what you have right now. We talked about the opportunities God presents us with and how to balance them, not idolizing materialism, and lastly, finding and fulfilling our gifts and talents. Just a quick announcement, season three will be wrapping up, no pun intended, just before Christmas. The last official episode will air next Saturday on the 19th of December. Enjoy this conversation with Jared Meddy. Jared, thank you so much for taking the time on this wonderfully cloudy Saturday morning to um, come on the show. But um, to start off, could you just tell everyone listening, you know, a little bit about you, what you're doing, what you're up to? Sure. So um, seven o'clock, <laughs> no, it's not quite, it's a little bit past seven now, but um, avid coffee drinker. I really like coffee. For some reason, I really love those little sachets. Oh yeah. Um, the, you and Abby share that Nest Cafe. Yeah, we really, love the, really do. The yeah. Latte. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe... Uh, I subconsciously I'm like, yeah, this is going to be part of my identity now. <laughs> but um, but not nah, like, I mean, first and foremost, I try to, you know, live life for God, live life pretty chill, kind of set my own pace. Um, yeah, I've, I've lived the the hustle and stuff for a few years there and I was like, yeah, no, nah, not really me. So it's kind of just like a bit of a selection process of, you know, what I want in my life and without you know, that sounding egotistic, I'm just sort of shaping it. And right now it is, so owning a production company that's going kind of well and yeah, working part-time at a school doing AV and IT. And um, yeah, like I find that, you know, all the other jobs I've had, technical creative jobs have, uh, yeah, led me to this place and I'm really loving it because I'm five minutes from home. Um, And with Redstone, I work at home. So yeah, that's kind of a, bit of snapshot about the career but uh me just got engaged congratulations (laughs) (laughs) she'll she'll be on before you know it you watch we've been trying to rope her in for sure and yeah just you know loving my friends um love meeting new people um and you're kind of like you were a new person and now you're my friend so it's really yeah it's kind of like a a short COVID friendship growth you know like it's kind of like well, that escalated quickly. Well, it was funny because I met Callum first. Everyone said, you have to meet Callum, you have to meet Callum. That, and the whole time I was thinking, okay, yeah, nice guy, same interest, probably the same age, this and that. But then like I met him, like, yeah, of course, he's a cool guy. Then I realized how much younger he was than me. And then you were like right on the line. And then we met. I'm like, okay, wow, like I have same interest. Okay, and then we just clicked and it was. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, 
Cal, Cal and I are similar in all, a lot of ways. And when we were on shoots, people would think he was older. Really? And yeah, to me. I mean, I don't mind. Like, I think it kind of works both ways because he, um, you know, like is um, like holds himself well, is quite wise and stuff. And, and so I think he likes the when people think mm-hmm. he looks older and stuff. <laughs> And uh, he's got a cool beard and stuff. And and for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I, yeah. Hope, I hope I continue, yeah. you know. And he's married as young, well. Staying young. Um, Callum is Jared's brother. By oh, the way, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Forgot about context. Very yeah. uh, very cool guys. But anyway, Cheers, I actually um, I wanted to start this off um, with a question because if you guys don't recognize Jared's voice, he was on the um, last uh, episode of the Neighborhood series, Why Should Jesus Be Our Closest Neighbor? Great episode if you haven't listened to it. But um, in that episode, you mentioned that, um, you know, Jesus should be your closest neighbor because we lean on people that are close to us. And I guess my question is, you know, why is it so important to keep Jesus and our faith close to us? Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's so funny with that that podcast. Like I remember recording it out the back and like there was so much truck noise and wind noise and we stuff love like that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Would have been a pain to edit. Um, but, yeah, no, so uh, for me, you have like a, a circle of life as – like a, a Lion King reference, nah. But um, yeah. So like for me, the circle uh, can be a lot of people, which I've had, and then it can be a smaller amount. And and for me, it it was that I wanted a smaller amount. Um, and a a big part of that um is you know finding similarities and stuff like that. And for me, like God just gives me this peace and and joy and, you know, things that I want other people to have. And yeah, so he's, you know, he's, he's the person you can have a chat with, vent to. Um, Yeah. He's just like, he's, you know, there's a lot of songs that say the Bible says, and it's just like, he'll never let you down. And I really, really felt that. And, you know, like not to say like, Oh, you know, he's, he's like, you know, it's all about me type thing, but it's kind of just like, yeah, like, you know, who wouldn't want this? And, and kind of show people that, um, yeah, like, you know, you can have closest friends and stuff like that. But, you know, the reality is is that you you get the the best teaching, understanding, wisdom, whatnot from Jesus. And, so true. Yeah. What I thought was cool actually when you first sent me that recording was lots of other people spoke about it as if, um, you know, he's a neighbour that you can almost like rely on when you need him. But the way you kind of mentioned it was like it's it's a friendship. Like you, the whole time you were speaking about it as if he's someone that is there for me when I need him, but I'm also kind of there, not when he needs me, but in the good times as well, you know, not just, oh, I need a friend to cry on, you know? So I thought that was really cool. But um, yeah, I guess um, the focus of this episode, and I was kind of pondering on it for a while, was I wanted it to kind of be centered on like kind of that, that like a subject line of, um, you know, leaning on your faith and leaning on God. So um, my next question is, is why do you think it's important to, I guess, lean into the opportunities that God opens for us as opposed to fighting them? Because, you know, you mentioned Redstone, which is Jared's um, production company. And, you, you know, we were chatting the other week about, you know, your brother's kind of maturing in what he wants in life and, you know, that you're going through some kind of changes. But even for yourself, like you've kind of followed these different avenues, you know, career-wise and personal-wise, um, you know, why do you think it's important to lean into those opportunities as opposed to, you know what, it's my life, I should control it the way that I think it should go or the way that I want it to go? Mm, yeah. Well, first of all, sorry, I'm just stuck on the word ponder. It's such a good word, man. Such a good word. Such a good word. And the irony is, is that I was pondering on the word ponder while you were saying <laughs> that. But, um, but no, nah, so, I mean, like just generally, I feel like in a lot of ways, 
um, I kind of live by the thing of like opportunities manufactured. Like, yeah. you know, all the clients I've got pretty much just go up to them and, you know, I see it as nagging, but a lot of people see it as being productive and, and like proactive. And, yeah. and yeah, I'm realizing more and more that, yeah, like we can have that same um, approach with God. And, and yeah, for, for me, like the opportunities that I, um, you know, I take in, in my walk and stuff like that, uh, uh, just to, like desires God has given me, you know, God, God gives us the desires of our heart. And, um, yeah, and, and for me, as long as it's in line with, you know, my, my walk and, and whatnot, like I see it as an opportunity that I may take creatively and may take, um, you know, just to be a servant, um, to the, you know, the kingdom and stuff. And, and to me, it's just like, it's never been like not rewarding. Like there's times where I got to pull myself up and I'm like, oh man, I'm doing so much work and, you know, not getting any return. And then I'm just like, well, I mean, that, like I'm not doing this for people. I'm doing it for God. And for me, it always puts me in my place. Um, yeah, because it's kind of like, yeah, like God's done the ultimate thing. So anything we do, which I, which I love, that, you know, he doesn't ask for anything in return. Um, and, and so, yeah, like I, I guess I take opportunities in, in terms of my walk in that way, but I also try and, you know, take opportunities in the business that way, in my personal life that way. And, yeah. It's really cool. I was um, reading Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And um, I think I mentioned it in another episode, but there's a part in the book where it talks about, you know, God doesn't care about your material, your professional career. He cares about your career in becoming Christ-like. And it kind of talks about, you know, like no matter what, you know, profession you choose, no matter what you're doing in your day, as long as you're doing it in a way that's like focused on being more like Christ, you can't go wrong no matter what. So that's really cool. Um, kind of stemming off that question, lots of people, I guess, kind of see it as, you know, sometimes opportunities don't open until another one's closed off. Have you kind of experienced that or do you think there's been times where, you know, this opportunity has come up but it's been a really hard decision and I guess God has kind of been there for you? Yeah, so for me, like like I try and keep God and life separate. Like I know life has its ups and downs and whatnot, but, yeah, God is constant. And so, yeah, like uh, actually a life lesson I learned uh, is I had a camper van, you know, about a couple, couple of – maybe like more than half a year ago now or something like that. Anyway, it broke down, broken chassis, big lesson about, you know, just knowing that things are temporal. And and for me, uh, I was kind of at this place where I was putting temporal things in my identity and, you know, trying to identify, yeah, like I'm a guy with camper van, you know, those types of things, right? And I really feel like it was a time where God was like, no, like all this stuff is temporal and I'm the only thing that's eternal. And for me, it's, that was a shift where, yeah, I was I was like, well, yeah, like if if all of this is temporal, then then the satisfaction runs out, the contentment runs out, and yeah, for me, I was just like, I I've just I I know that through my reading and you know through um, growing up in church and stuff like that that um, yeah, like God is the thing that is. Uh, eternal and yeah, it's satisfying. Yeah, yeah you so. said that in that other episode as well. You know, uh, you mentioned, you know, friends, family, whatever, they're going to come and go, mm. but God's forever. Right, yeah, yeah. And I, it ended with that bit. And it's the exact like phrasing and tone of that sentence you said is yeah, always like yeah. planted <laughs> in my mind. It's so good because it, it kind of echoes, um, you know, Ecclesiastes. Like life is at the end of the day vapor, like it's smoke, it's going to dissipate. But, you know, if you set your heart on God, you set your heart on the gift that he's given you, you know, while you're here in the short time, you know, all of a sudden, every opportunity is kind of fruitful in that way. 
But you kind of mentioned it, you know, before like camp event, kind of, you know, not having, I guess, like materialistic goals. We talked about this. You want to have a, a block of land with a tiny little house on it. Why do you think it's important for people to not have materialistic kind of these huge grand, you know, almost worthless goals at the end of the day? Why do you think it's important to have simple goals that you know, might be more fulfilling? Yeah, I I agree. But I also think, you know, like I'm not, uh, like I like stuff, but it, I think it's, you know, like I've been at that stage where I was idolizing things, you know, like, and, and even, um, yeah, just learning stuff. Like I enjoy quality over quantity. So I'll like, the reason I like a tiny house is because I can do like nice finishes and, you know, like a nice, you know, space, then it's got that quality, not the quantity. And this is a guy wearing, um, Iron Williams boots. It's funny you say <laughs> that. I was just about to say, you know, so, so for me, like even even these little things is like there was a little bit of idolship and then one night at youth like they got scratched and and God was, you know, just like a weird little thing, you know mm-hmm. how God works. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was kind of like this thing of like like it doesn't matter, you know. It, it's it's fine. And, and yeah, for, for like obviously, you know, it, it's cool to have a particular dress sense and whatnot. But, yeah, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I kind of have a good understanding now of like, yeah, I like some things that are quality. You know, you can't live life under a rock. You you got to, you know, do things, uh, you know, express, express yourself, espresso yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's how much he loves coffee. Though. Yeah, That's I a do part like of a lot his of coffee. vocabulary. And, and it is early morning. I do call myself an early riser, but, I mean, coffee definitely helps. But anyway, so, um, yeah, and, and for me, um, yeah, like to have that same – um, mentality and, and take it across to, um, like the materialistical, like materialistical. It wow, works. I just made, it up works. <laughs> no, just made up a word. That's an, I love like this trend. Welcome to the club. Hey, we do it all the on, time. <laughs> come on. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I, I just think that, you know, I, I've not through my own wisdom or whatnot, but like just God's just continually telling me, um, that things are temporal and, and even with the business and stuff with that, you know, like, you know, all of this stuff is temporal. Yeah, enjoy it. It's here to enjoy. You know, I, I believe that trees and nature are here to enjoy. Um, but yeah, like, don't make it more than it is yeah. in, in a way. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt this incredible conversation, but we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, Stonebreaker Lawyers. Headed by Jonathan Stonebreaker, Stonebreaker Lawyers offers a variety of affordable legal and property contracting services founded on strong Christian values. For our younger listeners, purchasing or selling a property can be an absolute minefield. Having someone you can trust and with the right knowledge, particularly when it comes to contracts, is so important. For our older listeners, it might be time to sit down and revisit your wills and estate plans. Having someone who shares similar faith values to you can make a world of difference when it comes to legal matters, particularly those that involve family, small businesses, charities and churches. We've seen firsthand the care, compassion and competence that John and his team put into all of their client interactions. If you'd like to learn more, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this amazing episode. Well, you kind of mentioned it before, like it comes back to idolizing. Like as soon as you put like a name, like Pastor Jack the other day, as soon as you name something and you give it that sense of importance, all of a sudden it does start to have some influence on your life. And it's like kind of up to you what you decide to put a name on and what you want to focus on. Like, I know it's a stupid example, but kind of like your boots, like 
when I first got into photography, it was like, I loved my camera. Everything was about my camera. I loved the gear. I loved everything about photography. But then you kind of think about it and it was like, no, is it stemming from loving photography or is it because I want my Instagram to look good so that people respect my work? And then one day I was taking photos. This lovely tourist decided to give me a high five when I was on my skateboard, gave me death wobbles, axed it, camera hit the concrete, like kit lens, like it cost nothing. But at the time it was my world just shattered into a million pieces, like this super sad event. And it was like, at the time I thought I'd be so much more broken by it. But then I was like, you know what? Like it'll come and go. I can get a new lens. Like how about I just enjoy this moment with my friend? How about I throw the 50 mil on instead of the 18 and it'll be fine. Like I can still take photos, you know, not a terrible analogy, but. No, that's, I mean, yeah, it's not, it, it's a good analogy, I think. Cause yeah, we can you know, keep things to ourselves. You know, you, you take that camera, you take your life and you're like, oh, it's mine, it's mine. But no, it's, it's, I mean, this may be a loose tie, but like, you know, life's an investment and in investing there is those times where there's highs and there's lows, but you just, you just, yeah, you, you know that at the end of the day, it's like, no, it's all going to be okay, you know, so. Yeah, you just roll with it, right? Yeah, just just roll with it. Although don't get death wobbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun. But, um, but like a similar token, I mean, when I talk to you, I kind of get the sense of, I guess, kind of like a balance in your life although the boundaries do get pushed in everyone's life. Um, how do you kind of balance, you know, having production companies, having a skill set in kind of a different career, working at church and I guess having faith, friendships? You know, how do you balance it all? Yeah, wow. Um, good question. I, so for me, faith is amongst it all. And, and, you know, there are times where it's not and I, you know, am like, ah, why am I out of balance? Oh, it's my faith, you know, like, and, and God's good at telling me that and, and I love that. Um, it's funny though, like I kind of approach businesses knowing that they also struggle with that. And, and you know, like my approach is like just ask them, you know, like, you know, how do you operate? What's your work-life balance and stuff like that? And so through that, a lot of companies, a lot of like older, you know, like wiser people and, you know, people who have successful, well, I mean, not that it's, you know, a, a business can be successful in, in a bunch of different ways. But, you know, like they're, um, they're able to maintain that work-life balance. And, and I just ask questions around that. So, yeah, like I, I ask a lot of questions. But, yeah, for me, what I've, what I've kind of learned, um, you know, the Bible says like, you know, put God first, everything else will fall into place. And, and there's times where, yeah, I'm, I'm chasing, I'm hustling and stuff, but, you know, I'm not physically healthy I can you know find myself getting moody and I kind of yeah just reassess it and be like is it actually worth it to you know like burn the candle at both ends for this job and and I'm kind of at the place where I'm realizing that no nah, it's not <laughs> you know because but for me like you know there's like yeah like I feel like family and work can be more cohesive than a lot of people make out to be um, you know, like there's often that thing of like, I mean, it's different for like a trade or something. You obviously can't take your kid in to work for that. But my mum always had a home salon. We were always in the salon. We were actually, I, I think in a weird way, clients liked mum's salon because they got to read us books. So they got to, you know, help us play with Play-Doh and stuff like that. And then when we were older, we'll make them teas and coffees. And I just love that, that family aspect of it. So for me, the balance is not so much these two separate separate things and I have to balance that. It's more I'm I I see them 
sort of overlapping and and so blending yeah and yeah and and yeah just sort of getting the the balance of the blend um is something yeah i'm trying to do and you know like i'm i'm at a at a stage where <laughs> it probably seems naive but i do i do think that if i'm able to um and and this is a goal of mine to to just work this out now like just sort of like you know with my little understanding but also continuing to ask people of course continuing to you know look to the bible and look to god and just sort of realize oh yeah these little things i feel like when i have a family i will hopefully you know have a a deeper understanding of that blend and, yeah of course yeah, and that's so important right i had a like i don't know if you call it a revelation but i realized a, a little while ago that i had all these goals in mind and i had this idea of the way that i wanted my life to be lived in the future and then it kind of struck me that I was having those goals since I was a kid and all of a sudden I'm actually getting very close to that time in life that I had been envisioning and all of a sudden I realized I'm, I'm not living the way that I wanted to be living, I guess. And so like a really you know, tangible example is I want to own a ranch one day. I want to own a homestead. Like what do you do on a homestead? Oh, got to have a garden. Got to do all these different things. Got to work on projects. Rocking chair on the veranda. Yeah, you know, and so I'm like, How good. Uh, all right, 10 years down the track, I'm there. I've got my beautiful ranch. 10 what years, if I, my dude. What wow. if I hate it? Like, what if I don't know, have a clue? What if I hate doing everything that's there? So yeah. I'm like, you know, how about today I start living as if Love I was I was there now. That's so all of a sudden veggie garden you saw before, it's got pumpkins growing, it's Love got it. corn growing. I think it's a big part of, well, your influence, but also like your friendship with me is we we share that. And, and I think that, yeah, there's no point just having this, you know, cold entry like for like a, a cold, like a, you know, for, <laughs> for an industry term, yeah. you know, um, and, and just sort of have this no idea if you're going to like it or not. So I think what you're doing is awesome, you know, like, yeah, you know, have, have a little, um, uh, what do you say? Like dip your feet into it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and say, Try Oh yeah. Do see. you like this? And yeah. Yeah, that, I, I think what you're yeah. doing is great. And I mean, Thanks. that veggie <laughs> garden, ooh, if you haven't seen it, my goodness, it's good. Like, honestly, I'm kind of ashamed to say that I don't eat too many veggies, and Naughty boy. and this is the type of stuff, man. This is the type of stuff I want to, I want to, um, I want to appreciate veggies more. And and this is this is, uh, you know, seeing this stuff. It's like, well, <laughs> if I want a veggie garden, maybe I gotta start yeah. eating veggies. You know, I feel like um, <laughs> at I'll, least we like that one. <laughs> I can imagine you actually like tiny house. The next to it, there's coffee bean plants. And then all of a sudden you've got this like coffee grinder and you've got this whole like manufacturing uh, process of making your own man, stupid the coffee biceps I would have. Come on. <laughs> Literally. No, but, but yeah, I'm, honestly, yeah, like keeping, well, I mean, you could look at it in that way and you can also look at it as like you're, you're learning how to do the veggie garden, right? So you can be self-sufficient and stuff like that. And, Absolutely. And, you know, living out on a ranch, there's that part of it too. So you can't, you can't be, you know, um, gullible like you know whatever the word is naive again maybe to to think that yeah it's all gonna come into place without any work there's obviously these stages that you need well it's funny because like people i think tend to start to form their goals and the life that they want to live around what other people think it should be like a, a like van life you know, everyone sees van life For everyone sure. wants to yeah, jump yeah. in van life right <laughs> i'm like have you ever even gone camping have you ever lived in a small like room have you ever done this yeah, or that or it's tricky, gone on man. a trip or whatever yeah. like, no nah, i just like the idea of it and i'm like well, that's you just said it in this help you like the idea of it like yeah. give it a go try it see it i know keeping those dishes clean 
Like yeah. that's one thing a, I'm learning. We just went camping and um, like a, a bunch of us guys and girls and, and um, yeah, it was like such a learning experience to know like, you know, like when I went with the boys, it was like, oh, I could, uh, you know, just use the same pan, yeah, yeah, chuck all the meat in it and stuff. And it's I'm hot. like, oh, why am I? It's like the luxury of not yeah. even hot water showers, but hot water washing dishes. Like <laughs> yeah. if you've ever been hiking, the sense of like having rice and like Deb mashed potato in the same pot and then wash it in a river and then having to eat out of it the next day. Like if you let yourself think about that long enough, you're going to make yourself sick. Like it's, it's pretty uh, grubby. I, w- I will say though, you appreciate the proper way to do things. 100%. So, you know, like I, I see in the tiny house that I'll build like a little um, sink area and mm-hmm. we'll have a sink and then like the bin right next to it. Like, oh, that's little stuff, but it's just like. Got it all planned out. Yeah. It's it's not just like, oh yeah, I want I want to. You know, just have this space. It's like you got to live in it, man. Mm-hmm. You got to live in it. So sure yeah, do. so so it's kind of just yeah, with the with the van life and stuff like that. You you got to test the waters, and and I think that's how you learn to find what you love. Like yeah, I, yeah. I really, but it applies yeah. to anything too. Like even in business, like lots of people, I want to grow my business. I want to I want to build it, build it, build it, build it, build it. Then you get to that point, you're like, I hate this. I'm working, you know, my ass off. I have no time for everything else. It's like you, yeah, you gotta try it. You gotta hustle for a little bit, see what it's like, and then with time and wisdom, you realize it's like that. Um me and my dad were talking about it the other day, that tale of the the fisherman, the Mexican fisherman. Have you ever heard it? No. Nah. It's a really good um it's almost written like a parable, and I'll tell it because it's got a good um yeah, learning go lesson it. in it. But pretty much there's um, you know, a little man, fisherman, um, on a little dock in Mexico, and this, you know, Wall Street banker, big CEO type of guy, you know, goes down to Mexico for his annual one week off or whatever it is. He sees this little fisherman. He's out casting his line. He's just brought his boat in, whatever it is. And he sees a couple of fish in this bucket. He realizes he's like pretty successful at it. Like, you know, he's probably only been out there of the morning. And he's got a whole bucket full of fish. And this Wall Street banker guy kind of goes up to him and says, wow, like you're actually really good at this. And he goes, oh, thanks. And he goes, hey, you know what? So wouldn't it be nice you know, if you went out every morning, caught some fish, we raised some capital, maybe got some other fishermen to come on board. All of a sudden we had, you know, lots more boats out there fishing, casting their nets. You know, you could be a millionaire. You could have whatever you want. This fisherman's like ecstatic. He's like, wow, I've never thought of it like this. 100%, I would love to do this. Like, let's do it. How do we do it? He says, all right, we've got to go find more fishermen, get it going. And it would be amazing. And then the fisherman says, okay, and then what? And he goes, oh, then we can get like an office down here in Mexico to, you know, coordinate everything and we'll have, you know, endless vessels. It'll be amazing, world class. The fisherman's like, then what? Then what? He says, oh, then you'll make enough money that, you know, you can do whatever you want. And he says, oh, that's amazing. I'd love to do that. And he said, and then what? I said, oh, well, maybe, you know, you can retire in a small fishing village. You know, down in Mexico or something like that and, you know, cast on your own terms. Like, that's what I'm doing right now, <laughs> you know. So it's like you have to yeah. experience the hustle and the grind to, to learn, you know, that you don't really need it, you know, in life at the end uh, of the day. Exactly, man. I think – I butchered that, by the way. There's a much better way to, to oh, tell that parable. I, I, I enjoyed it and, and I think that, you know, a theme throughout it is the contentment, you know. Like for me, like, you know, going back to um, like Jesus and and – the Bible and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people live like that. They they go one thing to the next, one thing, well, <laughs> ding, one ding. thing to the next, <laughs> and, do yeah, and, and they never actually enjoy life. And and I think that you know, like if you can be content with you know your veggie garden now, you're going to be so content with whatever the ranch looks like. You know, like yeah, and and I think that yeah, that's just something I'm. Well, it comes back to that theme that we talked about at the start. You know, it's like leaning into the things, I guess, that you want in life in a way. Because if you do that, you try it. You you know, if you lean too hard, you'll fall. 
if you find that perfect balance, you know, it'll all work out. But um, we've touched on it a couple of times. You're a pretty talented dude, multi, oh, multifaceted shucks. skill set. <laughs> um, why do you think it's important to lean into like the gifts and talents that, you know, you've kind of been blessed with? Good question, man. Very good question. Only because I feel like sometimes people either take it for granted and they become, I guess, egotistical about how good they are at something or the flip side, they lack so much confidence that it's, it's wasted in a sense, you know? Wow. Wow, that is, that is crazy. I mean, from from my faith point of view, like I believe just like, you know, the the rocks and the the trees and stuff like that, they all have like a purpose. Like I believe that we have a purpose in life and, and a lot of people see it as a calling. I'm not quite sure if I see it that way. I do see like the area, you know, that like we're kings and queens, like God's um, given us these gifts and stuff like that and, and to be able to use it for his kingdom not, not to say like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, this um, king of filming or whatnot. Because you know, the the more I realize that I'm not, the more, you know, it, humanly depressed you get, and you're like, oh man, there's so many other people. And but to to just go, yeah, you know what? Like, if I'm not doing this, like, and I like I I find joy in it, then someone else is gonna do it, and. And maybe they don't find joy in it. So I'm like, oh, I'll fill this gap. I'll do this. And, yeah, for me, like, you know, there's a line of a song and it's like a um, country song and, and it's, it's um, it goes like, um, uh, hang on. Please don't sing. Baby, locking doors. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Daddy on his John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying to, it just escaped me then. No, you're good. But, um, yeah, do what you love and call it work. I love that. And, um, yeah, and, and I think... Uh, yeah, going going back to your question, yeah, my gifts and talents have changed over the years, but I know the sort of area, and and I think that if you just lean into that, you'll find what you like. Like I studied audio engineering, and I I started doing sound and film, and I was like, oh man, like fifty percent of film is uh, audio, and so I realized, oh wow. I really like doing audio and film and then I for a season there I didn't like and I just wanted to film and now I've kind of got this um understanding of both. So I I think that it's it's important to um like use your gifts, not just the one gift, like all of them. Um and and it's not to say oh we're we're so talented or whatever. It's just like the more you use it, um I feel like the the more that you know, like anything, you, you practice and you get better at it, but also like spiritually, like you grow and yeah. Absolutely. And it's cool because you like, it. it's hard because obviously there's endless things you can set your heart on and, and put your days well, towards, that's right? right? Too, yeah. And it's, it's almost like, you know, you studied audio engineering, you studied film, but then all of a sudden somewhere in the middle you find, you know, in that example of passion or a talent for storytelling or like, you know, if you're someone who loves to paint, yeah, you might be amazing at painting, but your gift is creativity or, um, you know, displaying emotions through a medium. Because all of a sudden, if you pick up a crayon, you can do the same thing. Are you a good mm, painter? Yeah. So what talent are you actually lending yourself to? So yeah, I get it from that sense. And I hate it when I see people that have that kind of underlying talent and they don't use it in, in the way that they could, I guess, not productively, but in a yeah. way that, you know, is either for God or, or makes the world, I guess, a better place. Like I hate seeing yeah. talented people who are materialistic in their talents. Like I'm, there's so many, like you can name so many celebrities or famous people. It's like, you're an amazing actor. You're an amazing this, this, but you use your platform to influence the wrong things right. or whatever it is, you know, it's really cool. We always finish episodes with um, this one question. 
I'm going to ask it to you, and it's always hard with people around our age group, because the question is, if you were sitting at a table just like this, across from your younger or older self, what advice would you say or what, um, what would you say to them? And it's always hard for people to ask because it's, oh, are you older or younger? For an older person, it's so much easier to ask the flip side. So I'm going to ask right. it to you in both ways. Yeah. So, you know, first one, if I'm a, your younger self right here, what piece of advice would you give me? And then the flip side, if I was an older version of yourself, what wise words of wisdom would you provide? Oh, man, I don't know about wisdom, but um, for my younger self, I would, I would say that a lot of things try to shape your identity, and they will, but um, first and foremost, let God shape your identity. And whatever that is, is everything that you think is going to be, like you want to be your identity, will be part of it in some way, but it's important to have God as your identity and, and lean to that. And that's something I struggled with go, like through my teenage years and stuff like that. I had no idea what my identity was. And you know, I'm obviously only 23, so I'm still working it out. But um, it, it's, it's funny I say the words working it out because it's, it's something that just, yeah, it's, it's not something really that I work out. It's just I kind of just go more towards God. And, we don't just find your identity one day and all of a sudden that's the end of it. Yeah, like, or what's uh, maybe the, you what, can pick up a, <laughs> someone's ID, but yeah. it's not their identity in the sense. <laughs> yeah. So true. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I, I would say that to my younger self and then my older self. Um, yeah, that's a, that is a good one. That's why I like asking it both ways because we've actually found like, you know, reflecting in retrospect is a lot easier than trying to perceive what the future may look like. But then the question becomes present. So it's like, what, what's on your heart now that you really think in like this moment in life, you, I guess, never want to forget or you always want to bring forward into? Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of ways you could say it, like snop, snop, wow, stop and smell the roses and whatnot. But, you know, I, I think we've had a theme of like contentment today. And I, and I think that I would, if I was older and I was talking to my younger self, that's what it, no, it's, yeah, I'm talking, talking about, to your older self. Oh, right. I, I, would, I would say. But same flip side, like you're, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would just say um, continue um, being ambitious, but also be content. It's it's not something I'm striving for. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, like in terms of career, in terms of family stuff, whatever happens, just be content with it because it's God's plan. Yeah, I love it, dude. It was actually really funny. I wanted to finish with a dad joke. Because the whole time I thought your last name was pronounced Meanie. And I was going to say, Jared, you know, you're a Meanie. How can it be that you're such a nice guy? And then I wanted to check before we started recording because it's not Meanie. It's many. Many. Yeah. Oh, well. Hopefully there's many more of you in the world. Isn't this espresso loving, calmly spoken, audio engineer just such a wise dude? We hope you got some truth and advice out of this episode. Just remember... God is a constant and always there in the good and the bad. Always lean into the opportunities that you're presented with, not away from them. Don't get swept up in the false important of things. Focus on what is meaningful and will always last. Have an amazing week, folks. Take care.